Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you are exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. And joining us again is Chuck Gotsky. Um, this is Paranormal Underground Chuck, Radio at Chuck Basic who? Radio. Chuck Gotsky. Chuck Chucky G. <laughs> oh, that, Chucky that guy. G. Yeah, yeah. Good you know what? I just, I just realized that is the last time I'm ever going to say that. I That's know. Right. Didn't you see what I put in the, uh, in the window in Skype? Oh, no. I said, yes, I put, it's the last time we'll hear that. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I need tissues. I know. <laughs> well, so, Rick, why don't you explain to people who may just be tuning into Paranormal Underground Radio for the first time ever why this is the last time you'll ever say that? Because next week I will be helming my own radio show, Common Sense Paranormal, uh, which will, yep, which will be right here. At this time, from 8 to 9 p.m. Central, and then after that is going to be Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Ooh. Frazier and Chucky G. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So big, big changes here, ghosts and ghouls, big changes. But good changes. I'm excited yes. to see what you are going to do with the show. I Yeah, I am. And I have got some great guests lined up for i've got next week is going to be mr chucky g chuck gotsky himself <gasps> oh that's oh, yeah. slow clap. Slow clap. that's right well, I think and you. let's see after that i've got peter james havlin parapsychologist and i've got william becker coming up i've got steve Aww. parsons coming up i've got jen devillier coming up and uh chris melonson all the way down in new orleans and um and uh, I, I just, I got a bunch of great guests already. I'm, I'm surprised. I, really I like your French accent. I'd like you to speak a- for the rest of the evening with a French accent. <laughs> My <laughs> name is uh, No, no, not French. I'd actually Cajun. Just do do the Cajun. Cajun. Oh, I don't know. Do the Cajun thing. You know what? I only lucked out on that one because he, he thought it was funny. He was like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I could go beyond that. We're excited. So who's our guest tonight? Because it's going to be just a ridiculously awesome show tonight. We are going out with a bang, yes. I think. I We are. Uh, joining us tonight is going to be David Sloan. Now, David Sloan, if you're not aware of, of who he is, he is the man that owns one of the most famous haunted items in the world. I know. Robert oh, I just got a shiver just thinking about it. That's right. Robert the Doll. Oh, um, yeah. You know what? I have. I am very personally me. I'm very much interested in um, haunted objects because it's just it's so plausible. I, whenever you talk to somebody who is able to do uh, psych- psychometrics, you know, holding on to something and then getting an impression from it, it I just can stands, do that. I know you can do that exactly, and I've seen <laughs> yeah. it done a few times before. And um, it's just it's a really really cool gift that you can just get all sorts of stuff from. So it's all sorts of information. So it's kind of like um, to me, it's very plausible. Yeah. That yeah. Items hold energy. 
Oh, I yeah. I mean, look at the the Dybbuk box, for instance, which reminds me, I need to call Jason and get him on the show. He told me to call him, and I said, okay, I'll call you in the new year, and then I forgot. So Oops. so we can have a Dybbuk box show, because Chuck needs to experience that, don't you think, Rick? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first time that we had them on, I'm not kidding you, it was like I um, I wasn't mocking the box or anything like you that. You were a little bit. No, I. What? I know I'm teasing you. No, I don't think I was. Hold I mean, let me hold like, up my sarcasm sign. I'm not sarcasm. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a superstitious person, but we're talking about the box, and I was talking in great length about it, and all of a sudden my eyes started to burn. Girls had that happen too. Yeah. Yeah, they got real dry, and I they could I could feel them burning, and apparently that's one of the. Um, one of the things that the box is able to do for you is make your eyes burn. Chuck well, looks, I, you guys can't see because I, 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 Chuck looks I, I, absolutely concerned. I don't want my eyes burning. What the heck? No. <laughs> if you I remember correctly, we really the show. What? We did well. And we had had him on before when we did the podcast originally, um, yeah, Rick. And we had J.D. Harrison was one of the hosts. And he had a tornado. <laughs> And then, um, like, the next day or something, he was diagnosed with the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he had a tornado during the show. He had to leave the show. Wow. While the dipping box. And Jason was telling me one time that they were doing one. I think it was down in Australia. And in the middle of the show, a cyclone hit the radio station. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe we shouldn't have this guy on the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like... Yeah, my house starts wuss. spinning in circles, and I'm not a wuss. Like, I don't want to die. Would you like me to send you a photograph of me with the Dybbuk <laughs> box? Oh, all right. Well, if you do that, then I guess I can man it up. But I'll have okay. to get one of those eye-washing uh, fountains, you know, so in case my eyes start burning, I can just go, you know. It's, just, but you, know. Do, you watched that video. I don't remember who sent the video out, that, but you watched it too, right? The guy that was doing the podcast in the studio, and they had all that weird stuff happen. Oh, Cheryl oh, sent it out. Said it. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Oh my God! Yeah, it's uh, I you're gonna love it. It's such a great story, and um, well, Jason's says, a great guy. He says Cheryl says a little eye burning is worth it. So it go. is, it is, and I've I have never, and I've probably of anybody at Paranormal Underground, I've probably delved into the Dybbuk box more than anybody else, wouldn't you say, Rick? Because I've wrote article about it. I actually have talked about it at conferences. I had the Dybbuk box replica here at my Dybbuk box replica here at my house for a month. Yeah. Yeah. You and you said that you were really. Uh, well, what's what, what's the word I'm looking for? Try. You know, really. Um, Drawn? Fate. No, it's oh. fate. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, doesn't the, 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 the replica Dybbuk box give off the same vibes and such? Um, I would say to a much, much lesser extent. But it is, I mean, he, he had it made, and it is an exact replica. Every item in it is exactly the same as in the original. It's, it's an exact replica. And... Um, I the conference that I spoke every time I tell the story and I I've like I say I've spoken at conferences I've sat in the hair, in the beauty parlor getting my haircut telling somebody this story and every time I tell the story people come up to me and say oh my god that is the most fascinating story I have ever heard mm. that's crazy well yeah. at least it's not butt burning it's just eye burning so I'm okay with that well <laughs> if you if you'd like the simultaneous eye and butt burning just eat some jalapenos <laughs> that right before the you. <laughs> 
Ooh, some ghost peppers. Yeah, oh, ghost double peppers. And, there you ghost go. Ghost peppers, mm. double and burning, folks. Yeah. On the and show. ghost peppers aren't even the hottest peppers anymore. There are some. There, there are like people who actually breed different peppers now to make them hotter and hotter and hotter. And you would check out. I mean, like, so a jalapeno pepper is something like ten Scoville units or something. And some mm. of these peppers are breeding now. They're like ten thousand Scovilles. Or so. It's just oh ridiculous. yeah, they'll melt your head off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> nuts. I don't eat any. I don't eat pepper. I don't eat anything hot, anyways. I'm a wuss. When I have like taco sauce, it's the mild it. stuff. Uh, yeah, it's the mild stuff. And then my daughter just goes, "It tastes like ketchup." I go, "What?" I I like it hot. I like things really hot. I, I like my eyes to water. Yeah, I, I like. Bet. I love wasabi. I love uh, mm. like chipotle chili. I like um, jalapenos. I like uh, you know hotter peppers. Well, all right, mm-hmm. explain something to me. It, for people who like this hot stuff, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like you put it in your mouth, it burns your taste buds, then you can't taste know, anything so else. So you know what it, I, I actually think it is? Is it actually, like, I like Thai food, and I like it really spicy. Um, I yeah. like, like, the four-star stuff. And it, it actually gives you a little rush. I think it, it releases endorphins. And, you know, I like to trip balls, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's you know, tripping what? balls on peppers. Wasabi, you know, wasabi will make you sweat. I mean, that stuff. That oh, stuff, that's the best. I heard that stuff nasty. I heard that's really nasty. No, it's oh, it's I great, it. and it gets you, it gets you through the nose and the sinuses. And oh yeah, you that's, have, that's what Cheryl everything. Cheryl's not talking on the radio tonight because she's sick. And so this is what you need, Cheryl, is you need to take some wasabi and just don't rub it on your face like I'm showing on the camera here. Just eat a little bit, and you'll it'll clear that right out. Still yeah. don't believe a word they're saying. Don't I also I also like it. Chinese hot mustard. Don't mm. trust them. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust them at all. Trust I'll no have, one, Cheryl. I'll have pouring pepper in your butt, and it'll be really bad and burning, and don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, uh, so the only reason that I eat prime rib is so that I can have horseradish. Oh, I love it. What? You eat steaks yeah. so you can have the horseradish? Yes. I can't say it. Horseradish? You know what I made for dinner tonight? What? Pork belly. You know what mm. pork belly is? Uncured uh, bacon roast. <laughs> is right? It good? Is it good? Oh, my God. It's oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Is it? I've never had pork belly. Oh. Mm. I've had bacon, but never pork belly. No, pork belly is like, it's, it would be like slab bacon that hasn't been cured, and you do oh. like a rub on it, and then oh. you, you roast it, and it has like the cracklings on the top, oh. and it's so, really, mm. you, what? You said you rub it? Mm. You do a rub, a dry rub. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Do you cook, okay. Chuck? Okay. Uh, I don't know. What's your, what's your idea of cooking? So you, what, what? you do cook. You open a can of chili and pour it on a hot dog, don't you? Yeah, and I can boil yeah, hot yeah. dogs, and I can, hell yeah, tell it, Rick, and I can, I yep. can cook a pizza, a frozen pizza. I'm the best. You know, I've been at Jim's Mercy right. for this week for, for because I've been a little sick, as we were discussing before the show, and so Jim has been feeding me, and it's been okay. It's much better than the last time he did it. So there you go. Well, see, there's certain things I can cook, but there's certain things I just can't. I just, I just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to poison myself and die, so I don't do it. I can cook anything. Crystal in chat says pork belly is all fat. Yes, that's why it's delicious. Exactly. <laughs> that's why it's so good. Mm. Okay, so let's do this because I don't want to even. We've already gone a minute into our Robert the Doll time, you guys. Uh oh. Uh, we have to hurry up then. Go to break. Go I to know. Break. So we are to going break, to, to, break, to the break, break, break. take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the coolest haunted objects on the planet, Robert the Doll. Stick around. It's Paranormal Underground Radio on Hazy Radio. Hey. 
Hey everyone, it's Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We're here to tell you about some changes we're making to Paranormal Underground Radio starting on January 22nd. I'll be joining Karen as her co-host for a brand new radio show, Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, with Karen Frazier and me. Chucky G. We'll be bringing you paranormal, spiritual, and metaphysical news and talk every Thursday night on Hazy Radio from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. I hope you'll join us for Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. Starting January 22nd at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on HazyRadio.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal straight talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you gotta just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You gotta know, you gotta get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen, Rick, and Chuck. Joining us tonight is going to be David Sloan. Now, David Sloan is the older uh, owner, excuse me. <laughs> the older. The older. <laughs> The owner of one of the most haunted objects in the world, Robert the Doll. He is also the owner and the operator of Sloan's Key West Ghost Hunt. So, David Sloan, welcome to the Underground. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's, it's really great to be with you guys. Fantastic. So, Robert the Doll, so creepy. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Robert's strange. And, and you know, you know um, Robert actually, he, he can't be owned by anybody. Um, but but oh, so he, uh, technically, the owners are um, the the uh, Key West Art and Historical Society. He was donated to the museum by his last owner after uh, she claimed that he locked her into a room. Um, she okay. left him at the museum frantically. She said, you know, and they told her, they said, uh, you know, this is, could be a very valuable piece. Are you sure you want to do that? And she said, take it. I don't want it. It's doing weird things. The doll's haunted. And she took off. She died about four months later. Um, and the museum has been caring for the doll ever since. I started researching the doll back in 1996. Uh, back then, he was locked up in the back of the museum because the staff just had such weird things happening with him. But I've been studying him ever since. Uh, so um, I'm not his owner, but I probably know more about him than anybody out there. So would you characterize well, yourself as friends? <laughs> that might be that might be pushing it. I wouldn't be so bold. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, we, you know, Robert and I have definitely worked together, but, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, through the years that I have been researching him, he's made it very clear when there are aspects about him that he does not want to be made public. Oh, really? What what do you mean by that though? Such as what? Well, you know, like about, boy, about eight years ago, I started working on a book about Robert. Um, during the course of trying to get it done, I had three hard drives fail on my computer. Um, you know, the first one, hey, it's expected. Those kind of things happen. Um, second one, again, it happened when I was working on the book about Robert. Was it a gateway computer? No. No, I've, I've had Macs the entire time. It wasn't a Dell either. That was pretty no, good. Okay. No, th- these, these were Macs, and they weren't old. There was no reason mm-hmm. they should be going down that soon. So it happened three times. Uh, each time I took it to uh, one of the Mac experts or you know, uh, one of the tech guys, and every time they were able to save all of my information except for the information on Robert. Every time that disappeared. Uh, and things started getting really bad. Um, I actually shelved the pro- uh, the project for many, many years, um, and I try to speak to um, local mediums, different psychics, try to find out why this was happening. Um, I had, it, it, was, it was interesting. Um, the last time that I stopped all work, uh, I ran into a local medium at breakfast, and she said, I don't know what you're working on, but whatever it is, you need to get a fireproof safe for your valuables. Wow. Oh my gosh! Did Later that night, my my sister uh, she knew that I was having problems. She she uh, she bought me a psychic reading with Maria Shaw out of uh, out of New Orleans. 
I was talking to her that night, and she said, you're working on some kind of a book, and uh, um, I'm really seeing that you should get a fireproof safe. Um, hmm. So t- twice in one day I heard that. Um, uh, later on, uh, one of them said, hey, you know, um, if Robert doesn't like what you write about him, he's going to give you cancer. Uh, oh. Uh, and when I heard that, I stopped. I stopped everything. Um, it, yeah, that would stop me, too. That just, that just seems to be an awful lot of um, power built up into, well, a doll. Yeah, and, and I think there are a lot of forces at work. You know, um, I, I don't know if everybody's familiar with Robert, but the basics of his story, um, he arrived. Next question. He, he arrived in Key West in 1904. He was given as a gift to a little boy. The boy was about four years old. Boy's name, Robert Eugene Otto. He gets the doll, and he gives the doll the name Robert, and he goes by Gene for the rest of his life. And by all accounts, they were inseparable. You know, they spent all their time growing up together. Whenever Gene got in trouble for the things kids get in trouble for, he'd say, I didn't do it. Robert did it. And he'd blame the doll. So from a very early time, there's all this, uh, all this blame placed on the doll. And then life goes on. You know, Gene went away. He went to Paris. He became a brilliant artist. He married a beautiful woman who was a very talented pianist. Um, mm-hmm. They came back to Key West in the 1940s. And when they came back, he picked up where he left off with Robert. And you hear the stories uh, about him having the special room for Robert. He'd take Robert with him when he painted. People would see the doll move from window to window. And they say that once again, Gene started blaming the doll for things he did. He'd say, I didn't do it. Robert did it. Hmm. Um, so do do we know what is um, – I hate to use the term word possessing because it's not, not one of my favorite words. But I'm using about inhabiting? Like, yeah, what's, what's inhabiting him? Yeah, you, you know, there's no way for anybody to know for sure, but there are some pretty good theories. Now, one of the – the thing with Robert, there have always been these legends about him, um, okay. and I've always been fascinated uh, with kind of reverse engineering legends, you know, finding out what their original source was. And that's what I spent a lot of time doing with Robert, looking at looking at the most prevalent legends. Uh, and one of those is that he was created by a servant, um, and, you know, um, those stories, uh, depending on who tells them, it could have been a servant, it could have been a slave who was abused by the family, but most of them mm-hmm. say that this servant used voodoo on the doll. Um, okay. A lot of them said that she created the doll. Well, we found out the doll, the doll was actually made in Germany, um, but I looked at this and looking to find any servants related to the family, and I found a woman named Emmeline Abbott, and her husband was very close to the Ottos. Um, She lost a child between 1900 and 1910. Um, One theory is, and this is the one that I truly believe, um, is that when she lost her child, um, you have to understand the Otto family, they were a family of doctors. Um, Because of her husband's relation with the family, and he worked right across the street from their family home, when she was losing that baby, or if, what we know, 1900 census, she shows no children. 1910, she shows one child deceased. So we don't know if it died at birth, if it, or, or if it was, you know, it was under 10 years old. We know um, she would have gone to the Otto family home, and I think when she lost the child, maybe it went into the doll because it looked like a familiar shell. Um, mm-hmm. Or I think maybe that's when she would have invoked some form of voodoo um, and t- 
to save her child and to keep her child there. Maybe she placed it in the doll. But uh, I'm convinced that it's the spirit of Emmeline Abbott's child um, that is the real Robert the doll. But there are a lot of other forces around him, too, that we can get into. What other, okay. what other, I mean, what do you mean by that? What other forces are you talking about besides the voodoo and such? Well, um, I think there's another spirit that's nearby, Robert, and that would be his lifelong companion, Gene Otto. Um, there's some interesting things about Gene. Um, whenever he had his art shows in town, um, he did most of them up at the Fort East Martella Museum. He actually helped turn part of the fort into an art gallery. Um, he always wanted to have his home, which is now a bed and breakfast called the Artist House. He always wanted to have that turned into a museum to the artist, and he wanted the artist's hands to be the centerpiece of it. Um, that never happened. So I think Gene stayed with the doll. You know, he stays with his best friend, um, and I think he, in a sense, has his own museum as well. Even though people aren't there to appreciate his art, he's still getting that attention that, that he sought out. Well, I heard, I heard, I read that his clothes, as he grew out of them, became were passed on to Robert. Is that true? Yeah, they they, they exchange clothes a lot. Um, one of the things, you know, Robert's he wears an iconic sailor suit. Everybody knows Robert as Little Sailor. But when Robert was originally made, he was actually a clown. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wasn't creepy enough already. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, he came over from Germany as a clown. He was wearing a harlequin outfit. Um, you know, he had little pom-poms going down the front. He probably had a little hat. Um, if you look closely at Robert's face, you can see where where the uh, blush on his face has faded. But he had the rosy cheeks. He had the pointed eyebrows. Uh, and you can really see the clown in him. Yeah. Um, of course, Gene uh, gave him different clothes. I came across a photograph of Gene Otto as a child wearing the very sailor suit that Robert now wears. Really? Um, yeah, and, and you know we, we traced it back. It was made in 1904 by the the best uh, best company of New York. Um, but you read some other accounts. They say that Robert also had a pixie outfit. He had a few different costumes, um, but he ended up wearing the sailor costume. Um, I believe that's the one he was wearing uh, when when uh, Gene Otto passed on. Um, mm-hmm. Myrtle Ruder became the next owner, and she she changed his costumes, but he was in the he was in the sailor suit when she donated him to the museum. I, I have a I have a quick qu- a question here. You were talking about like uh, how you were trying to write the book about him, and you were going through all the hard drives and that kind of stuff, um, and dealing with uh, the entity or one of the entities within him. Um, but I read that you had had a dark entity attach itself to you in college. Do you think yeah. that? Do you do you think that? It, you know, no, I'm trying to figure out. Do you think that maybe it could be those that you're dealing with versus Robert, or those went to Robert? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think. I don't think the dark entities here are the same as the ones from college. Um, okay. They they have a different feel to them. One of my theories. Um, there's so many people going to see Robert right now, and I highly recommend seeing him. You know, it's only like seven dollars to get into the museum, um, and it's a really cool museum for a lot of Key West history. But Robert's by far the star attraction. Um, but you have, you know, some days there's two hundred or three hundred people going up there to see the doll. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Philip. Um, I think it was out of Toronto, and there was there was a there was a some type of a psychic society. They the, tried the to Phillip create experiment. Yeah, and they yeah. and they mm-hmm. yeah. they pretty much created a ghost. Right. Um, 
I, they're doing it again with Felix. I believe when it's happening, um, all these people are focusing their energy on something. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. I think there's a lot of spirits out there who want attention and who want energy. And I think they'll arrive and they'll pretend to be whoever's necessary in order to get that energy. Um, and I believe that there are two darker entities um, that hang around Robert. And to say darker, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean evil, um, but, you know, they're, they're pretending to be something they're not. Uh, and, and it was interesting. There's a there's a local group who does investigations, and they took um, they took some cameras up there. They, they took some of the aura cameras and you know tested that Robert had an aura. Uh, and you know I I can take or leave the aura stuff, but they used the um, the Kinect technology. You know, like they use on the Xbox, mm-hmm. yeah, um, where it'll track movement and it'll it'll find things. And they were seeing things around Robert, but then. It picked up something huge. I mean, a really tall entity that pretty much fit with what's been sensed. When I've been up there with what I've picked up on uh, with different mediums that have been up there, uh, it, it was the same size and it walked in right in the background. So the, I think those are always hanging back there. I think any of the bad things that happen with Robert, because I mean, he gets hundreds of letters a year. I think those things aren't Robert's fault. Robert is an innocent little black boy. Possibly a mulatto boy, um, but you know he's he's a, he's an innocent kid. He's misunderstood, and and you know he's the one that needs love. It's it's the other things around him that cause the problems. And again, you know sure. it's Robert's being blamed. It's it, it's what's always happened to him. Hmm. Now you, they talk about like the mo- the illusion of movement, like he's moving. Yeah, I mean you, you know because you're talking the kinetics and stuff like that. So I mean when they were doing that, besides seeing the entity that was around him, did they actually see? movement from the actual doll itself i mean physically i think they did um the video's up there on youtube somewhere um so you know i'd have to go back and double check it mm-hmm. what i've always found you know reports of robert moving are so common um probably probably one of the most intense stories about him moving actually came from a staff member at the museum they just done a restoration on robert and he was in a different case than he's in now um and it wasn't locked up. You know, now he's alarmed and enclosed. Um, but they just cleaned him up. You know, his sailor suit was nice and fresh. His little booties were all clean. And it's an open-air fort, so you've got a lot of dust going on in there. This employee came in in the morning. They heard a tapping on Robert's glass. They looked over, and they said that the bottoms of Robert's feet were dirty, and there were little footprints in the right on the ground in front of him, <laughs> oh as if gosh. he had been walking around at wow. night. And the employee freaked out, and they left. Wow. Um, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> that'd make me run for sure. <laughs> there was a group up there. Boy, you know, it might be six months ago now, but there was a group up there, and uh, there was one lady who was drunk. And for some reason, drunk people feel like they need to heckle the doll. Uh, and, you know, whenever you, I think I whenever you idea. disrespect something, you're just inviting some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this upset the doll. Robert holds a little lion. His name's Leo the Lion. Uh, it's his own little stuffed animal. Leo the lion flew out of Robert's hands and hit the case right where this lady was standing. It was as if Robert was throwing the doll at her, telling her to shut up. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Well, yeah. so before you came on the air, off air we were talking, and you said you had a pretty rough year with Robert. You want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah. Um, 
you know, it, it all ties back to uh, when I when I had picked up on the book again. I had given it a break for a long time, um, but then I finally thought, okay, maybe I can do it in this way, and Robert will be okay with that. Um, you know, I would started backing things up all over the place, um, and I started writing it, and I found out some information. I interviewed people who were great friends with Gene Otto and Ann Otto. Um, I talked to the guy who bought the house from them originally, you know, right after Gene died. He helped Ann move. Um, he told me about the doll being there. Um, he revealed some other information. As soon as I started writing again, um, something started attacking me at the house, um, oh, and – and it sounds so insane, um, but it, there, there are things that happened. Um, so uh, the the most intense, I was pulled out of bed. Um, my girlfriend, she, she sleeps with an eye mask on. I was mm-hmm. yanked. So when when I woke up, you know, I screamed out, and I looked around. It wasn't so much of a sleep paralysis. I was able to move my head. Um, and it looked like I was levitating. My girlfriend said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm falling out of bed. She said, well, get back in bed. I said, I can't. I'm still falling. And I looked around, and I was. we have a little bench that the dog uses to jump up into the bed. I thought it must be on that bench. Um, this lasted for about 30 seconds. I dropped. I was nowhere near the bench. I dropped a good four feet to the ground. That's not freaky or anything. No, uh, it, it, oh, it wow. was it was it was it was insane. Um, weird things started happening with electricity. We have a little basket that we keep by the door, and it has it has bike lights in it and has dog bags. I reached in to grab a dog bag, and there were five bicycle lights in there. They all turned on and started flashing. Huh. Um, I was driving in my truck. Listen to some music, um, and you know you, you, you can kind of have your hand against the door. I was kind of going to the beat of the music. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like a static shock; an electric charge shot out of my fingers. Really? Um, yes. Yeah, psychokinetic activity. Uh, that would be kind of cool because I would want to use that to have like electrical finger fights with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish I had thought of that at the time. It, it was. It was finger lightsaber. Um, Right during that time, I took the dog for a walk, and you know we live in Key West. We have these giant palm trees, and you'll have the huge palm fronds. There was a palm frond uh, that had fallen off a tree. It was dead. It was probably a 15-foot palm frond, and uh, it had rained earlier that day, so it was wet. It was heavy. No way this thing's really going to be moving on its own. It picked up uh, about two and a half feet off the ground to where one end was still dragging, and it shot towards me and the dog, dropped at our feet. The dog went over to sniff it, then ran away, yelping. We get another mm, ten yards away. It picked mm-hmm. up a second time and flew at us again. Dropped at our feet. Wow. wow. What's, what's um, your What's your wife think about all this? Just out of curiosity. Well, it's it's really put her through a hard time because she's never believed in ghosts, um, okay. but she also believes me. Um, so we ended up seeking help. Or, you know. I'd love to think, hey, I'm a ghost master. I know everything. This things got so weird. I needed help. It was stuff I couldn't deal with. Um, so I put a plea out on Facebook. I, I said, hey, uh, I'm dealing with a spirit I can't handle. I need help. 
Um, and we have we have something in in town called Santeria that you're probably familiar with. It's um, mm-hmm. it's yes. it's a form of voodoo. It's masked with Catholicism, but it's really mm-hmm. just African voodoo. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a local reach out to me, um, and he said, "I'll come on over and check it out." You know, I'm out of town, but give me a couple of days. And he told me some things to do to try to keep things calm. Um, it, it it was you know it, it was a three day wait but it seemed like months and months and months. Um, uh, I was raised Catholic, haven't gone to church in years. I went to church every morning, ended up hanging out at the church the entire day. This thing this thing kept attacking me, and it kept getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, when the guy came over to my house, he walked around, and he said, hmm, "Nothing, nothing." He got to the kitchen. He goes, "There's a Spanish lady in here." He goes. She hates when you cook in her kitchen, but but uh, but that's she's not bothering anything. <laughs> um, and then we got to the bedroom, and he goes, "Whoa!" He goes, "It's in here," and he started going into great detail. Now with um with Santeria, he has a guide, and he just refers to her as his black lady. She's never told him her name, but she's the one who does everything for him, and she'll talk through him. And he started telling me, he goes, hey, listen, he goes, this is real embarrassing. Um, I hate to say these things, but she's making me say this. And he started going into details about, um, uh, like, to the day, how long it had been since I'd been intimate. Um, mm. all, all of these different things. No way he'd know. No way he could even do a cold reading and come close to to guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about he talked about the spirit that wanted me to itself. Um, and he said it was something a little strong for him to deal with that he was going to need to bring some family up from Miami, some other practitioners. Um, and you know, and that's that's always the place where you say, okay, this is where the the ten thousand dollar bill comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. I said, I said, what would this cost? And he goes, he goes, well, you know, um, probably about one hundred and thirty dollars for gas, uh, you know. And he said they'll stay at my house. So, um, and, and you know, it's four hours to Miami from here. Um, right. And um, a group of seven of them came down. Well, um, isn't like isn't Santeria like? I, I know it's it's based in the Caribbean, like Voodoo is, but isn't it more like uh, seated in like Spanish origin versus Voodoo's more like French origin? Is that correct? Well, she came over with the slaves, and then it was in Cuba. Uh, and what happened was the slave owners used to uh, um, they beat the slaves and say you have to practice our religion, which mm-hmm. is Catholicism. And so right. what they did is they took the different Catholic saints. And they used their own Orishas or their own their own gods, um, mm-hmm. but they gave them Catholic saint names. Um, yeah. You know, they picked the ones with similar qualities. Like, uh, you know, we have the Virgin Mary. They have Yemaya. Yemaya, she dresses in blue. She's associated with the ocean. Um, so, uh, what happened? The slave owners saw them all uh, worshiping the saints, so they called them Santeros, mm-hmm. uh, saint worshippers, and then that's how Santeria came about. Okay. But it, it but it all stemmed from Africa from from the Yoruba region. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, check this out. When um uh, when this guy was going around after he had told me that stuff in the bedroom, we walk around the house and he was sprinkling around something called castoria powder, and it's the powdered eggshell of a hen. It's a it's something that's used to purify and calm things. Um, one of the things that I experienced. Uh, when this thing was attacking me, and when it first, when I say attack, um, 
when it first started happening, it felt like somebody had a, a giant pizza dough, a giant gray pizza dough, and rested it over my head, and it was trying to force its way in through my head and through my shoulders. Um, I started developing dual thoughts, where I knew my own thoughts and which ones were mine, but then other thoughts started happening, and I could tell, I mean, th- they were thoughts that I knew no way they were mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the things that crossed my mind, I said, okay, I must have a tumor. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm insane. Um, you know, none of the options were good. It's either possessed, insane, or I've got a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up having um, CAT scans, um, doing things to have my brain checked out. Everything was clear. There was nothing up there. Um, I went in for I went in for a psych or for a, for a psychiatric evaluation. Um, they sent me back. Um, so, I mean, I was concerned enough. I was checking all these things out. When uh, when this guy was walking through my house spreading that cascaria powder with those dual thoughts, one, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, what's he doing? This kind of cool. And then the other thought that was this other thing, I saw an arm reach out and try to smack him in the head. He didn't even turn around. He goes, he goes, yeah, I'm pissing it off. It just tried to take a swing at me. Oh, wow. Mm. So... Uh, so he was tuned in. Sorry about that, David. I, I accidentally um, interrupted you. So, <laughs> Go ahead with your question, Rick. No. Oh, okay. Um, so, has have anybody has anybody ever reported to you after coming to the um, you know and coming to the museum and viewing Robert? Have they ever said, you know, hey, something weird is happening around me right now or in my home or or anything of that nature? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, A lot of people, most of the letters people write to Robert, you know, a lot of people people have no problems and they love Robert. And, you know, I think those are the ones who are encountering the real Robert, the little boy. Um, But you get these letters that people send up. And I used to to think these people were just nut jobs until (laughs) things started happening to me. Um. There are letters where people say, we went to the museum, um, you know, I disrespected you, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry that my dad stuck out his tongue at you or gave you the finger or whatever. And then they'll say, we've been hit by a series of unfortunate incidents. Um, some people talked about driving home and hitting a deer in Big Pine and then hitting a deer back in Virginia. I think they had like three deer on the way home. Um, and then, then when they got home, there was a dead deer in their yard. Um, somebody else talks about um, hearing something down in their basement. They went down and they heard giggling, and when they tried to run back up, the door was locked, and they fell and they broke their leg. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, people blame some pretty intense things, and you know, you got to look at it. Bad things happen, right? Sure. Um, so, so it's easy to say, oh, you know, Robert did it. <laughs> there, there's. There's police reports. You know, we have a crime report in our local paper. There's crime reports where people had problems and blamed Robert in their police report. Um, mm. It's almost yeah. as if it's almost as if there's too much happening for it just to be coincidence. For it, for it all to be coincidence. Exactly. It, it it also sounds to me as if you know Robert is just a um, just a precocious child. Yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting, you know. Um, there's a tour that takes people up there now, and they say, "Oh, don't forget to ask Robert permission before you take his picture." Yeah. Would you yeah, ask a child? That. Would you ask a child permission to take a picture? 
Well, not a normal child, obviously, but a, you know, uh, if there was a, a, a spiritual entity, I would, I would probably ask, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where um, you don't disrespect them. You don't try to get on their right. bad side, but you'd say, hey, you know, hey, my name's David. Uh, it's really cool to see you. I've been wanting to see you for a while. Uh, I'm going to take your picture. So, hey, can you smile for me? Or, you know, I think I think it's one of those things. Um, sure. I always I always worry that when people are asking permission, if they're not talking to Robert, if they're talking to these other entities, they might mm-hmm. be inviting something in. Yeah, it's quite possible. And, um, and you know that that's that's just my own theory. Um, there's so many possibilities out there. I heard the I heard the Travel Channels uh, went down there and tried to. Uh, Shoot a segment, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. There's been there's been a lot of the shows that have been down here, and they filmed Robert. Um, but the Travel Channel, and you know, so many of them have camera problems too. The Travel mm. Channel was down, and they filmed for a good half a day, and then they had, they had enough camera problems that they lost all of their footage. They had to uh, they had to go to Digital Island Media, which is the high tech company down here, and mm-hmm. they had to rent camera gear from them. To continue their shoot, was there like some was there was there like some statement or something like they were uh, uh, something to the fact that I don't know if they're making not that they're making fun of Robert or whatever, but not uh, asking yeah, they, permission they or something. The, they weren't giving them the respect, right? Exactly. And then as soon as they said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we you know, where I asked your permission or gave the respect needed, then everything seemed to work okay." Yeah, is that correct? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, and, you know, hmm. yeah, it's one of those things. It's yeah, he, he is a doll that demands respect. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much every account where somebody does have something that goes bad, um, it's because they disrespected the doll. Right. But have they done any? Have they done any? Like I know you say you know paranormal investigators they go down there and they do their thing, or whatever. But I mean, has there been any actual EVPs caught or any actual audio like you know captured where people could hear it or see it? I mean, hear yeah. It there was an interview. Uh, Pamela Sieber, she's she's a she's a local here, and she was Robert's caretaker at the museum for a long time. Um, and Pamela probably understands Robert better than just about anybody. Um, she did an interview with with a show called Stirring the Cauldron, um, and during that they captured some EVPs where they they heard it. You hear a voice that says Robert twice, um, and then you hear a growl. Really. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and and then you know you go you go to YouTube, you go around. There's hundreds, you know, maybe, maybe thousands of videos, and there's one that says, "Oh, watch Robert Blink." Um, I don't know, you know, anything that's out there. If you're not there when it's happening, mm-hmm. it's only yeah. as reliable as the person posting it. And yeah. so there's a lot of the stuff that I don't know. That's why I always tell people, go see the doll. You'll see what I mean. What I've encountered with Robert moving. You know mm-hmm. the first the first time I saw him, uh, Stacy was Stacy Russo was the uh, the she was in charge of the museum. She brought Robert out from the back room, and she said, "Hey, Robert, this is David Sloan. Um, he's starting up a ghost tour in town, and uh, he'd like to see you." And I'm thinking Stacy's crazy talking to this doll. She put him on the table, and this fort it's amazing old brick fort. You know it has that it has that haunted feeling. Um, and there's a lot of other ghosts there too. She set him on the table and said, "I'm going to leave you guys alone." She walked off, and I started snapping the photographs. And this is before digital, so everything was film. I snapped some photographs. I went to reach for Robert's hat, and I said, "I'm going to take his hat off, get a few shots of him like that." 
when I went to grab his hat, you could see him tense up. Um, mm. And I backed up for a second, and boom, the doll came alive. Now, when I say he came alive, he didn't start moving. You know, he didn't start shaking his hands around. But he went from an inanimate object to where there was definitely a spirit in him. Um, and, you know, I, I think we can sense that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I pictured I pictured like him coming alive like Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't quite that extreme, but you could feel the energy change in the room. When right. I first uh, I, I started at the artist house, which uh, like I mentioned was the bed and breakfast where Robert the doll lived, and uh, a guy named Daryl Meyer owned it at the time. He took me up to the attic room that Robert used to live in. It was still furnished with all of Robert's furniture, the little chairs, the little tables. Uh, It it was the strangest room I've ever been in. Um, When he started telling me the story, this negative heat energy just filled the entire room. I thought I was going to throw up if I didn't get out of there. Hmm. Um, When everything happened at the museum, when Robert came alive, exact same negative heat energy that filled the room. Uh, And I thought, whoa, this is the real deal. Um, and I tried to take photographs, of course, to show the difference between the inanimate Robert and the Robert with the, that really was alive. Uh, I tried to take three pictures. The camera wouldn't work. I set it down on the table to look at it. Boom, boom, boom. Three shots. Picked it up. Tried to take another shot of raw, 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 shot of Wow. Okay. What the hell was that? I thought, maybe I thought Robert we were gonna, didn't want to be talked about. I, I, yeah, I thought maybe we were just doing like a Robert, like, you know, uh, like a, a rap thing, you know? He was going to do some, yeah, no, Robert, 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 Robert. Have we ever had that happen before? <laughs> not I've, not that like is... that, no. But I mean, you know, you can't say um, that it was supernatural because well, no. it's a you know weird weird crap happens on skype i think we can all agree agree with that yeah, yeah we yeah. can agree with that yeah and cali girl 90 just said uh what the beep but now it's going nuts on my computer so it's Rock. yeah oh there wow. did we get hey to- there you are dave wow what this what? is crazy okay Okay, now. Are you messing with us? This is creeping me. This is creeping me out, man. David, are you messing with us? Hey, David, can you hear us? Dave? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just connect right. with David. I've, I've heard Skype doing weird things, but this is really and, um, weird. David, I mean, is, and now yeah. it's starting to say like he was saying cheddar broccoli. So you know, I heard it too. <laughs> David, broccoli if you can hear us, um, yes, we're gonna is. try and call you back again. We tried just a second that was, ago. Man, Robert's doing um, it. I'm telling you. We've never heard that in all our years of podcast. Or, uh, well, the, wow. se- no, the second one got a little weird. Yeah, that yes, was yes, very, it did. The first right. one I could have just said glitch, but I mean, I suppose maybe his hard drive is failing or his Skype is glitching True. or something. Are you calling him back? Um, I am that's just in just a second. That's because Robert he, knows he's talking. If it goes back him. a third time, that's going to be too weird. I'm, I'm just... Um, freaking I wonder if his computer's like in some or, kind of a loop. 
Or if yeah. I hear like a little kid giggling, I'm out of here. <laughs> just saying right now, I'm out of here. I think I'm out of here too. Um, <laughs> that happens. You can have you can have paranormal to the ground back, Rick. Yeah, I'm going to have to go change my okay. pants. Um, I just, oh, this are we is still on the air? Yeah, we're still on the air. Oh, we're still on the air. This is just a hint of the fun stuff to come, Chuck. We're talking about wet my pants. This is creepy. Well, yeah, if this is going to happen with Robert Dadal, and you guys are talking the Dybbuk box, I'm dead. I'm just dead. That's all. You're fine. You know, here's the thing. You you know how to protect yourself. You'll be just fine. I know, but it's still. I mean, nothing bad is nothing bad is happening to us right now. We're fine. No, it's. No, it's just, it, but it's freaky. I mean, you got to admit. I'm not sure if, it, if I, something bad's happening to David right now. I, I know, I'm kind of worried. Try, let's try this again, I'm okay? I'm worried, man. Here we go. Okay. okay. Right. I'm going to try again. David Shutter is Brock, there. It's still Cheddar Broccoli. Shut Are you oh, there? Oh, so, my God, folks. Is that saying Shot of Robert? Wait, wait, wait. Is that saying Shot of Robert? Shot of Robert. 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 If you're there, I want to hear you laugh. Can you please let okay, Dave talk? I'm going to try Let's try a different approach here. I'm going to hang up and see if David can call. We don't have like a phone number or something. We do. We do. Let me see if I can get that to David. So you carry on amongst. It does sound like cheddar broccoli. Cheddar broccoli. Cheddar broccoli. He's saying you can't. You can't. He's saying shot of Robert. I think like when he was taking a photo. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. Right yeah. You um, say shot of Robert, but yeah. okay. So why? I mean, we weren't being disrespectful, and we weren't no. hearing anything that was bad. So no. why would he? Why would he do that? That's okay, we're going to try now. If it continues on no. his cell phone, because Cheryl's going to call his cell phone. <laughs> if it no. continues on his cell phone, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. going to give him our our call-in number and see if he can call us back. Um, I just got a text. Let me see if it is related to. What is going on on the air? Because people yeah, it says if you want to try my cell, yeah. See. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, so Patty texted. She said, first time it's an accident. Twice is a coincidence. The third time it's a pattern." Yep. So, and, 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 Karen, and Mr. Ha- Karen, Mr. Hale, I saw you put WTF in there. I so. need to yes. you to ask yeah, that I question <laughs> to David because that's a question that I had after reading his book. Uh, what? Because a lot of people who visit the museum request permission to interact with Robert to take his photo and when they feel you know the energy is good and they proceed and they take the photo and then they go away and they have these horrible things happening to him and then they write back and ask him to lift the curse and you know all this other stuff why if they're not doing anything bad with bad intention would well yeah why don't you ask him that when he comes back on are you are you calling him um, oh, here we go. So, okay, let me do that. Okay. I just see that. Sorry. Well, I just think about it. I mean, it's a child. Cheddar broccoli. Cheddar broccoli. Well, think about it. It's a child. It's a child. So they they're playful, right? They like to screw around, right? Yeah. So, yes. You know, it doesn't have to really be yes. evil intent. It could just be like, I want to screw him up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all we're all parents right? here. We yeah. know this yeah. kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but I I mean I so I agree that this is a little weird. And you know me, I'm I love jumping to supernatural conclusions, but you don't really think that that could just be some bizarre Skype glitch. Oh yeah, sure it could be. Well, it Definitely. could be, but why is yeah. it happening to all of us then? There's, um, four, there's four of us here, and it only happens to the guy calling that's David directly right connected now. to Adele. Yeah, I don't know. It is it's, maybe Robert wants some cheddar broccoli soup. Yeah, I was going to ask him. Say, ask me that when he gets on. Do you want cheddar it's, broccoli? Hey, that's more weird than. Hey, oh, oh hey, you hey. have a birthday. What hey, the David. heck, dude? <laughs> dude, what's going on? What happened? 
I don't know. Oh, it's boy. not like you're seeing you, Cheddar Black. You, you, you said, I went to take another shot of Robert. And when mm-hmm. you said that, it repeated it over and over. Shot of Robert, shot of Robert. And then, um, and, and so finally Cheryl hung up on you and she called you back. And when she called you back, the same thing was happening. And mm-hmm. so she hung up again. And the third time she called you back, it was still saying, with you repeating over and over and over again, shot of Robert, shot of Robert. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're now on your cell phone. So, so please explain this to us because, you know, you're yeah. the guy with, you're the guy in the know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. What I found with Robert. Um, if he doesn't like something that's being said, uh, he'll, he'll make it known. If he doesn't like the direction something's going, and you know, it's the same thing about when I was writing about him. Um, you know, he'd, he'd always make it known if he didn't okay. like the directions. And maybe that's just his way of redirecting the conversation. Um, well, okay, so what wouldn't he have liked about it, though? Did he like? Were we? Did he feel like we were being disrespectful, or he didn't want you to talk about taking the pictures, or? I, I don't know. You know, I'd have to I'd have to go back and listen to it and and listen to how you're saying it. One thing, one thing that I do find about him, <laughs> I mean, I, I I can be guilty of of uh, maybe incorporating myself into conversations a little bit too much. Um, Robert oh. does not like that. Um, oh. One of, I mean, if you look at the book, the cover's completely black. The only name on it is Robert the Doll. I didn't even I didn't even put my name on it. Um, <laughs> And you know, and as an author, that's a hard thing to do. But, yeah, uh, it, it was one of the requirements. Like the book wasn't going to be possible. Uh, one of his big problems with one of the earlier versions was, um, you know, I tried to make it too much about myself. Like, oh, I discovered this about Robert. No, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> when when I would see Robert and this happened, and and he made it really clear. It's like, hey, this book isn't about you. It's about me, uh, and that's really the way it should be. So sure. you know. I, Lesson learned. It, so he might have, that could have been his reminder, you know, you know, it's like, hey, I was taking this photos. He, he might have been like, hey, back to me. Yeah, so usually yeah. you felt like you were just getting too much of the spotlight then. So, yeah, he, he, yeah that, that, that's what my guess is. But So I'm well, curious as to with those three hangups and callbacks, what was happening on your end? Could you hear us just fine and everything? Well, I was talking to you guys, and I didn't really know when things got cut off, but, you know, everything went dead. Um, and then... Uh, the, when he tried calling back, I was just getting a full static on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was, it was just, uh, we were just talking through static, uh, and then it kept cutting Strange. me off. Chuck, do you hear something? Yeah, I heard, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was his, e- his echo or a, a, a voice in the background, like, behind him. Yeah, I thought I like heard for- something, too. Like twice, and then I know his voice. His voice it went back, like it was going to start to doing the the stutter thing again. I was like, "Oh, here we go," but then it just stopped. So I don't know what that was, but I heard it. Huh. So I was trying to squeeze my headphones together to see if I could hear better what it was. If it was just a an echo from him through Skype or what, but I did hear something. I don't know what. Well, it was. I'll have to listen back to the podcast, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be anxious to hear the podcast and see what you guys were hearing on your end. Um, well, it was like you had suddenly become a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> cheddar broccoli. Well, you know, yeah, it's not a, it's I, not a, a, a long history of rapper in my family. Uh, <laughs> it, or we thought maybe because it sounded, we know that you were saying shot of Robert, but after you mm-hmm. listened to it looped, it sounded like cheddar broccoli, cheddar broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get back to talking about Robert or um, he'll do uh, something yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. let's, let's do that. 
So, um, well, I want to ask about the ghost tour, but now I'm afraid because that would just take off a of Robert. Well, Robert's part of the ghost tour because you do you do ghost tours, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I started ghost tours back in '96. You know, it, it was before they really had them uh, all over, all over. You know, pretty much every city has it now, which is pretty awesome. Um, I'd seen one in Scotland, got the idea there, started one in Key West. Um, I sold that one because it became real successful, which is good. But um, it got to where I was, it was more work than getting to pursue my passion. Um, I like, I like doing the research. Um, yeah. You know, I like going to the haunted places. So, uh, so I, I sold it and then uh, just helped start up ghost tours in other cities for a long time. But about a year ago, I started uh, the Key West Ghost Hunt. Um, there's, there's like eight ghost tours in Key West. Um, I really felt that there was, uh, nobody was doing the, the real ghost story. You know, they're telling stories, telling legends. That's all cool. Um, but, uh, I wanted to include all the equipment that, you know, that people are used to seeing on TV. Um, we get into one of the most haunted buildings. I'm really fortunate that, that we were able to work and feel for that. It's an old, it's an old church and an old theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take people in there, um, and, uh, we have a good time, um, and uh, we actually finish right next door to Robert's house. Uh, so we usually talk about him a bit too. Oh, okay. So he's like at the end, more towards the end of the the tour, then. Yeah, you know, after the bad time I had with Robert, when we started the tour, um, I didn't talk about it at all. Um, really? Know, I didn't. I didn't want to risk any bad things happening to me. Um, mm-hmm. Now, since we're so close and we're right there, we, we'll usually add, add that as a bonus story. But there's so many other great stories in Key West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we stopped at an 1829 murder scene. We start in the haunted Pan American Airways offices. Um, and then we've got a tree where there's a, there's like 20 deceased children that gather around this tree. It's going to become like a haunted hideaway. Um, uh, and, uh, tell me, no, no, tell me the, more about, don't, don't move on yet. Tell, tell us a little more about that tree because that sounds interesting. Not the Banyan tree. There's a really cool hotel in town called the Banyan Resort. Mm-hmm. And the Banyan trees, I mean, they're amazing. They drop their roots, and then those become like tree trunks. And this tree, it takes up almost their entire back garden. You know, it's the size of a small house, uh, and it's amazing. And what we believe is that there was a girl there back in the late 1800s that fell out of a different tree in the property and died. And then there was a boy. He was the captain's son. Um and he died on property, may have been buried there. There haven't been 20 kids who died on property. Um, we believe this has just been, you know, you know how kids gravitate to each other. They've kind of formed their packs to safety in numbers. Um, we think that because this tree is so cool, it's become uh, the gathering point for all of the kids who have died in that area. And, you know, Key West is so condensed. and We've had so much death here. Um, you know, it really makes us one of the more haunted cities in the United States. Interesting. Wow. Right. Cool. Yeah, and uh, we have some cool things. You know, we uh, we uh, ask the guests to help out, and we'd say, just be receptive for a name. You don't have to be psychic or anything, but give us a name. Um, in the first year, I had the name Sarah uh, come up more than 180 times. Um, and we give codes to the kids if they ever want to be moved on. You know, we tell them how to let us know. We go back and try to move them on. I think we moved on like five kids last year. Um, but after we did Sarah, her name has not come up a single time. Oh. So, I mean, there, there's some pretty, there's some pretty cool stuff. Um, well, I hear, I hear that you're uh, the curator of one of the largest collections of haunted objects, by the way. Is that correct? Uh, in, in South Florida, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that kind of came, 
you know, I'll clear houses and I'll do stuff like that. Um, so it's not like I sought out haunted objects. They kind of came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weirdest ones, there's this pair of masks. Uh, they're up at Ripley's, believe it or not. They're, I've got them on loan to them right now. And um, one of the masks has um, a darker character attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about waking up right at 5 in the morning, and they'll see this dark shadow hovering over them. Um, the other mask has a woman and her child attached to it, and they'll usually be seen looking on. They're, we think that they're protectors, protecting Thanks. people from the dark one. Hmm. Uh, so they're up there. I mean, Ripley's has a lot of strange things. They brought us in to investigate, help find out which of their objects had the most activity. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard you had a stone from that was stole from like Marie Laveau's grave too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah. asking for trouble right there. I tell you, that was kind of crazy because um, they did direct flights from Key West to New Orleans for a while, and uh, there were some people who went there. And you know, people leave stones on Marie Laveau's grave to show they visited. Um, mm-hmm. These people thought it would make a great souvenir, and they took the stone. And I think it was I think it was part of someone else's grave. You know, in the St. Louis Number One Cemetery, there's a a lot of crumbled graves, and some of the pieces that look like stone are actually bone. Um, I don't think this one was, but they brought it back. They put it in a plant in their house. Um, the plant was, uh, are you familiar with the mother-in-law's tongue? It's a, it's a plant that you don't have to water. It's never going to die. Oh, that's the kind of plant I need because I am a plant serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you have a brown thumb, that's the kind of plant for you yeah. to get. Um, they said that they took it, they put it in the house, they put, you know, they, they keep the stones in the plant. So they put the stone there, and that night their dog refused to come in the house. Um, the next morning, every single house plant in their house was dead. Wow. Hmm. Wow. So they called me, and I went over. I went to check it out. They told me what they'd done. I'm like, well, that would probably be the culprit. So I took the stone, and I didn't really steal anything from it, but I held held on to it. Um, the guy I was telling you about earlier, my, my, uh, my Santero, um, he came out on the ghost tour with me, and afterwards, you know, we, we were all at one of the local bars, and I was showing people the different objects. Um, he was probably 10 or 12 feet away from me having a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. I showed people the rock from Marie Laveau, and somebody yells from across the bar. They said, hey, your friend's about to drop, because uh, when... When my when the Santero when he goes into his uh, trance or when he, when he really you know when he speaks for the spirits, um, mm-hmm. his eyes will kind of roll back and and he does drop. I mean he he goes to another place. Um, so I went up and I called him and, and you know I was putting some cascaria powder on him, and I walked him outside and I said I said hey is this yours? There's somebody else here, and he goes no no it's me. And I said Are you okay? He goes yeah. He goes that's so weird though. Marie Laveau just tried to get into me. He goes, I don't know what she's doing here, though. She ain't from Key West. She's from New Orleans. He had no idea that I had that piece out. Oh, wow. Interesting. Very. Wow. You know, we could go on with this for hours and hours and hours, but unfortunately, we've come to the part of our show that we call Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. Now, you may want to promote yourself, although it sounds like you may need to promote Robert. So, you know, where can people find your book? Um, Where can people find out about your tours, more information about you and all of that stuff? And also, will you please, please, please come back on the show? I'd love to come back on the show. I really had a lot of fun tonight. Um, If people want to check out the book, you know, it's available on Amazon. If they want to get an autographed copy, uh, the website that I have set up is robertdidit.com. 
Robert did um, it or get it? Robert, Robert get it dot com. Just like Robert, just like they always used to say, everybody blamed Robert. Okay. Um, if I didn't do it, Robert did it. Um, God, you guys aren't going to believe this. What? <laughs> My computer shut down because of a problem. Just now? Well, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. there was some kind of a problem going on. Is it another Mac? Yeah. I'm going to suggest that you start buying really cheap computers. Because if they're, <laughs> right? you know, <laughs> yeah, why spend $1,500 for something? <laughs> um, people should really should go see Robert, though. He's at the Fort East Martello Museum. And uh, if people can't see him in person, the museum has all this cool Robert stuff. They're a great organization. They've got, like, mini Robert dolls. People people talk about having weird things happen when they get those, too. But they've got all that cool stuff. Can um, you order them on, at, on, online? I totally want a mini Yeah, Robert. Yeah, you know, if, if people yeah. look for the Key West Art and Historical Society, that shows all their different museums. They, should, they can follow links through 40s Martello Museum and uh, find little Robert dolls and stuff like that. Okay. Um but the best thing is to come to Key West, you know, come to Key West, come hang out with me and have a beer. Uh, I always love talking ghosts. And then, um, but if people can't make it there, they can check me out online. So. Very good. This has been cool. just absolutely fascinating um, and, and a little creepy, and but all very good. We like this. It went by much too quickly. And uh, seriously, we'll get Cheryl back in touch with you so that we can uh, schedule having you coming back on. Because do um, when, do your, when do your podcasts go up? I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing um, Cheryl? The difficulties. Cheryl? Tomorrow, she says. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Cool, cool, she's, cool. Yeah, she's, she's, this, this is what it's like, the boppy podcast that we had to put up immediately. You know, these yeah. things, they happen. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Dave. It's been, I just, I, I'm fascinated and um, I love haunted objects. Yeah, well, you know, there's so much more to talk about, so call me anytime. Okay, very cool. Thank you so Thank much. You, you have a great Thanks, evening. Dave. Thank you, Robert. Great. Good night. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, yeah. He's, Thanks, Robert. he's the important one. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. You're an interesting you. guy. We want to learn more about you. Mm-hmm. And you can come on the show, too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. All right. So, Rick, you just completed your final interview on the Paranormal Underground radio show. How do you feel about that? It you know what it, it's going to feel good to finally have my own show, but it's bittersweet. It's four and a half years. Uh, four and a half years every. Have Thursday we really night. been doing this four and a half years? Yeah, four and a half years. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, it went quick. I mean, you guys are great, and I just wanted to say thank you, you know, Cheryl and Chad, for giving me this opportunity, and thank you, Karen, you know, for being such a good friend and for being such a great teacher, I have learned so much from you. Oh, well, that's really nice. And, you know, you're always welcome back here to come in and say, hey, you pop in at the end of your show, you know, whatever. We're easy. Right. <laughs> We're easy. And it is. It's I, I'll miss doing the show with you. We've done it for a long time. Four and a half years is, is a long time. Yeah, um, it is. And so it, it's bittersweet. Again, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see where Chuck and I take the show. But at the same time, four and a half years. Yeah, four and a half years. Wow. I know. <laughs> so, Chuck, it's it's all yours. Well, no, you have, no, you have like 12 minutes left, dude. 12 minutes, sure, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> my, my last interview. It so was your that, last interview. Yeah. So. Chuck, you, are you on mute? I see you talking. Chuck, you there? 
Uh, Chuck, I see you talking, but you're not coming through on our audio. Oh, oh there he is. There he is. Oh, I was getting there a stupid is. thing. I leaned on my mouse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I want I, I wanted to say, well, that's okay, because you guys were going at it, and I, that's good that I didn't interrupt. But We were I going want, at it. Yeah, we were big. You were going at it, girlfriend. Yeah. But what I was <laughs> what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, what I was trying to say anyways, is that I am by no means fini- uh, filling Mr. Hale's shoes, because you can't fill those. Those are just one of a kind, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he has little do, tiny feet. Yeah, because <laughs> he's had little tiny feet, and I'm just like a big Sasquatch. No, but, you know, I'm, I, I just mean that, you know, I will hopefully bring my my own brand of <laughs> humor over, um, but you know, well, by no means am I filling you know Rick's shoes. It's, you can't do that. It just can't. It just can't happen. I just want to say that. So, Cheryl, I know you didn't want to talk on the air, but would you like to say anything to Rick before? Oh yeah. You know, before we let him wait. There's a question first. Yes. Uh, Bob Uh-oh. wants to know how your new book is coming, Rick. Um, you know what? I've been working. I've been doing a lot of um, stuff for the Supernatural magazine. Uh, right now, and uh, I am going to be. I am going to start working on that more this week. Okay. All right. Now, Cheryl, go. Go, go sir. Go. Yeah. No, Chad and I just wanted to say a big thank you to Rick for dedicating his time over the last four and a half years um, for the radio show, um, mm. as well as writing for the magazine. But um, we've always which he's not leaving. No, 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 no. I am not. Hopefully not. No. Um, and we've always valued rick your extensive knowledge of paranormal oh my god yeah i feel so culture and stupid. history no. and <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me the depth of your knowledge of this field and so yeah. thank, thank you. you so much um and i'm excited for your new show and so well, i'm excited too and, and this yeah. the thing is it's like i'm not i'm not le- obviously i'm not going to stop writing for the magazine but this is you know th- this it, common sense paranormal is a part of paranormal underground i mean it's you know part of the paranormal underground empire <laughs> well and but the good thing about about your show is that you're you're directing it you're dedicating yeah. your vision to it and it's it's your your, it's your baby baby yep. it's your yeah it's 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 going to be something that you can take and develop and go in any direction you want which is really exciting and right. um so meanwhile chuck and i are still squashed under the thumb of cheryl <laughs> yeah no kidding yes Dang, man yes i am a dictator Right. That's right. <laughs> no, nah. yeah. no. She's ruthless. She whips us and everything. It's terrible. Right, no, right. and we've had a lot of fun over the years. And I have yes. to, you know, I, I'd like to take this time, Rick, to apologize for all of the times I've had fun at your expense. You know, songs about eating your twin. <laughs> that was great. No, you, you know what? It's I, I have a sense of humor about myself, so I'm able to like yes. accept that. Commercials for um, the, you know, Robert Pattinson and his hair and you wanting to be in the movie. You know, I, I, yeah, I I certainly have targeted you a few times. You have. have. (laughs) It's been fun. Chuck's Chuck's quaking now. Chuck's quaking in his boots. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Looks like I got to look forward to. It's all yours, Chucky G. No, don't leave me. You you get you get the prize, Chuck. You get me. Oh God, Yay. help me! 
That's right. You guys are probably going drinking tonight after the show, and Rick's going to say, let me tell you some stuff about Karen. Dude, I'd be like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I'm really so sorry. I'd be like, what do you mean? Oh, nothing. I'm just so sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you later, Chuck. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh-oh. You're in trouble, Karen. Uh, oh, now, I think that I'm an absolute delight. You are. <laughs> that are is a del- you are delightful, A yes. word that describes you, Karen, delight. <laughs> delightful. delightful. That's right. <laughs> Don't you forget it. Uh, it's, like that, it's, it's like that Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it's breathtaking. <laughs> I, that also describes me. I'm quite breathtaking. Yes, you are. You're very breathtaking. But that's only yes. because I, you know, run and tackle people when I first see them. I like to surprise them. <laughs> Great! I can't wait to come visit you now. Hi, hi, Karen. How you doing? Ooh, I'll be waiting. That's right. I'll be, I'll be waiting for kitchen. you. I'll be waiting for you at the airport and as you walk down the concourse. I'll boom. Yeah, just take my legs out from underneath me. Oh, that must be Karen. Uh, no, you're looking at some psycho dude that you've never seen before. Great! Wonderful. I know. So, uh, so just so everybody's clear, mm-hmm. while Rick is leaving the Paranormal Underground Radio Show, he will be here on Hazy Radio. He will be here in Paranormal Underground's time slot. He will. It will be from six to seven Pacific, right, Rick? Yes. Uh, nine yes. to ten Eastern, and other times. You well, I can't say that. It's your show. You can't what say time it Central. Anymore. What time Central? Uh, eight, eight to nine p.m. Oh, yep. see. I'm sorry, what's the name of your show again? Can't be, oh, Chuck. <laughs> is it, is just, it, say it. it. just say Common it. Common Sense Paranormal Radio. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Common with sense, Rick but, Hale. Hale, Hale with Rick Hale. Where he shoots straight Hale. from the hip. That's right. Which so, is a great ad. That was great. I love it. So yeah, do you fun. get to be, do you get to be, are you planning on being just as opinionated as you want? Of course. I plan Excellent. on I plan on asking the hard questions. Oh, oh no more puff pieces. No more puff pieces. No. You know, just, Cheryl and I want sweetness and things. light on our show. <laughs> oh, no, no. Great. I better be prepared next week, then. Do my no homework. sweetness and light. That's right. And then what happens after Rick's show, starting at um, 7 p.m. Pacific until 9 p.m. Pacific, 8 to no. Seven, uh, 10 to midnight Eastern, okay. other times in the flyover states. You guys, I had to have a freaking blood transfusion yesterday. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm okay. still, I'm kind of, I've okay. been tripping balls for days, you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that'll be um, from 7 to 9 Pacific, right? It'll be in the dark rate. Cheryl, you need to help me because I'm getting, Cheryl, I'm help, getting help, get tired. Cheryl. Yes, yes. Yes, you did good. Um, Common Sense Paranormal Radio will be on from 6 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 9 Central, and 9 to 10 Eastern. And Paranormal Underground Radio will follow immediately from 7 to 9 Pacific and 10 to 12 Eastern. And other times... Everybody together now in the flyover stage. <laughs> That's right. So we're we're really looking forward to that. And um, you know, I think that you'll you'll see that our show changes a little bit too because we're bringing some elements that we really love of Chuck's show with Chuck. They're coming with him, and um, you know, I think it's going to be fantastic. And Chuck and I have noticed that he and I tend to be a little sillier than Rick and I do because I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I don't know why. We tried to record that um, 
we tried to record ads and it took us a long time because we were so giggly. So yes. you lucky people get to listen to that. Yeah. And Cheryl, you loved the first ad we sent you, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Oh my god, that was so funny. Oh I, my god. I thought you guys t- most... had gone off the deep end to be honest with you. <laughs> It was like the most proper, but you could tell angry response in an email I've ever read. Yes, we made we made a dummy ad for Cheryl, and it, we were just like rude. We were calling listeners. What did we call them? Dumb. Yeah, some dumb, dumb asses or something. Dumb asses. Yeah. That's exactly what you called them. Yep, and we were saying people got. I, was, I think Rick, we told you you got fired, and uh, there was some other stuff. Yeah, going on. we yeah, and we sent it to Cheryl, and that was the only thing we sent. And I totally produced it, so it had all the music and everything else. <laughs> totally, totally produced it. Sent it to Cheryl, and we were like, "Here's the ad. We hope you like it." You guys are so oh mean. Oh my god, it was hilarious. There was like this long pause in email, you know, and then all of a sudden it just came through. <laughs> and she she was very polite. Yes, she was. But in her head, she's going, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> Aren't you? Well, you I, were, I think we you? may want to not call the listeners dumbasses. And yeah, yeah, that was, part, that was yeah. Part of, one of the points in the email is that, well, I think it's okay, but we need to make, we can't talk about people getting fired, and we can't call the listeners dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you, listeners. We're just kidding. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, you were. You were just taking little dolls and sticking <laughs> pins in them. Yeah. Oh, before yeah. we go, speaking of dolls, I just want to give a plug to, to David Sloan's book. Um, and I want to thank David for coming on tonight. Um, I read David's book, Robert the Doll, and I want to encourage our listeners to get a copy. Um, <laughs> you can go to robertdidit.com. I love I that name. Yep, and get a copy there right on the site. Um, it's a very interesting book. There's a lot of historical documents that um, are included in the book and uh, David did his research I mean he spent like he said years uh, researching and there's a lot of interesting things that go into the background of the of the family surrounding Robert and different um, families you know different owners um, that kind of thing and what I found extremely interesting was there was a lot of copies of the letters sent to the museum probably every day from people who took pictures of Robert and then had uh, quite a few mishaps afterwards. And they were asking, you know, Robert to please forgive them and this kind of thing. So, Oh my, well, I, it was really fascinating. Um, So Chuck really quickly, first of all, we had a question in chat. Rob wanted to know if they got to hear one last Rick song. No, because you don't want to hear me sing. Um, Chuck, what's coming (laughs) up on your last in the dark? Thank you, sit like oh. that. Okay, uh, on my last in the dark radio uh, as a solo act, I will have Justin Libbigs from the Haunted First Ward Schoolhouse from Wisconsin, which we actually did an investigation on. We're going to play some EVPs that I had captured from there. We're going to talk to him about a relatively haunted uh, group that he runs, and also the school and all sorts of cool stuff. So it's going to be a really good last minute show. I was going to have Jessica P on with me as a co-host, but unfortunately she's under the weather like most. So I will just go out as I came in as a solo act. Well, Jessica, if you're listening, I hope you feel better. And Rick, this is it. This is it. And so here's the deal. This is your last Paranormal Underground show. You take us out tonight. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Um, You guys have been great. Thank you so much for putting up with me for the last 
four and a half years. Putting up with Karen is easy, but not so much me. So thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, next week, be sure to be back here and listening to my new show, Common Sense Paranormal Radio. And on my first show, I will have my colleague and one of my best friends in the world, uh, Chucky G. Chuck Godsky. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Rick, thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, it's not like we're going to never talk to each other again, but That's right. we won't be talking every Thursday night anymore. Right. All right. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.